tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Thank you so much for staying on Joe News. This is News Desk. I'm Bernice Abubedulansa. Coming up, 15 people lose their lives while attempting to flee in Qantas chieftaincy dispute. Also, the political season is fast approaching. What's the right time to choose a running mate? We'll speak to a political scientist. We've also got an analysis on what the finance minister's absence in parliament for the 2024 budget debate could mean for its acceptance by the House.
And we've also got some business news updates in this package for you. Kindly stay with us. We are coming to you live from our studios in Kukumlimli here in Accra, Ghana, live on DSTV and GoTV and around the world via myjoyonline.com. We start off on a rather disturbing note as 15 people have lost their lives while attempting to flee the chieftaincy dispute in Inquanta. They were aboard a minibus headed to Ho when an accident occurred. Their minibus collided with a heavy-duty truck. Let's get an update on this from Adum News' Obrimpong Owusu. Hello, Obrimpong. Um, the rather sad news we're hearing about some people who've lost their lives in an attempt to flee a conflict. Um, tell us more about how this happened. Well, uh, really, there was an accident that happened or get at in the water region. And uh, what we get in indicated some of uh, some of the residents of Kwanza South here were in the past in the terms of living out of the area when the conflict started. But the uh, contact we have uh, been able to reach orders to see or to follow one indeed these publications or story that was supported coming out was indeed true. Uh, we've been able to have contact. But uh, to me, where we've been able to arrive was that the boat was not really traveling from Kwanza, but rather a boat somewhere in the I'm sorry, Obrimpong, I, I, I mean, I'm struggling to hear you. Can you speak up a bit? Did you say that your, your findings are that this may not be linked to the chief Tansi dispute? Yes, indeed. This, uh, exactly so I'm saying that it's not linked to the chief Tansi dispute yet. Because uh, our test uh, from the various all that we thought we could let some of that shows that those uh, in the auto there was an accident there was support that but there wasn't a contact that would be established to to uh, say that those accidents that okay or that the accident of okay, people were playing out of Kwanza and the other companies where they were involved. So we were able to raise some of the cities of that we were working with. They said no it never had any opportunity uh, as of yesterday until uh, this morning. So, so do we know where the people were, were, were moving from? Um, we know the accident occurred in Ho, but where was the vehicle coming from? So our family, it shows that the, the bus was traveling from Abuja in some way they cut uh, the equipment. So that is what we got to know about our family, that the bus was traveling from the equipment somewhere uh, Abuja say. To the water region. Okay, so they are not coming from Inquanta. Not yet. That we don't All right. So, so, so the latest is that the news going round that these people who were involved in that accident at who were coming from Inquanta has not yet been established or confirmed by any of the security forces. And your 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 investigation is pointing to something else. Yes, what I'm saying is that because we've also been trying to get to know where those people were coming from, 
if they were from within Quantas or or any of the uh, communities here. All right. So, so they won't be able to uh, establish that the people were not actually starving from here. But we need to see that maybe those that were involved in the bar, maybe they did, maybe they might have sent their bar somewhere. Right. All right. So once we don't have Obrimpon, once we don't have concrete information, we can um, we can leave it at that and not um, veer off into speculations. But what do we know about what led to the accident? Fifteen lives have been lost at the moment. How exactly did the accident occur? Actually, it happened in the new region, which is the border area, and what the Traveling from about to attend to school, and when I think in attempt of it, it turned into or stopped there. Uh, so I have to be there myself, so I can't talk much about the accident. Uh, thank you for joining me, uh, Obrim Pong. Obrim Pong is with our sister station, Adum FM. And we'll, we'll try and iron out the, the great parts of this uh, particular story and uh, subsequently give you the, the full de- details as. Um, they are factually. Meanwhile, the National Peace Council is asking the IGP and security agencies to strengthen investigations um, or underway with the required resources to assure affected families and the Ghanaian public of speedy justice. Chairman Reverend Dr. NSDJV spoke earlier on the AM show. I think the issue of proliferation of uh, small arms is a very serious issue in our country. Uh, if you look at the number of arms that are in homes and in the hands of the youth, it is a very worrying situation. And that is what is spilling up into all of these things. And some of our research in the north, uh, in the past, most young people would want to get a bicycle or motorbike, anything that is has come to a certain level of status. Now it's not motorbikes, it's guns. So everybody is trying to buy a gun. And that is a very worrying situation for our country with so many young people holding guns across the country that that leads to these things. So with the least provocation, somebody picks, picks up arms and, and starts shooting. So we have to do collectively everything we can to stop these things and bring them to some level of control as much as we can. And I think that everybody is needed as far as this whole project is concerned guns, there's a need to find some regulation. Are these guns registered? Where are they coming from? Who is selling them? And where? why is it so easy for people to lay hands on these things? These are issues that I believe the police must come in to help us. Uh, maybe the immigration services may have to also uh, up their game in terms of border controls and how they search through these things. Because there are too many of them coming in. Away from security issues, Speaker of Parliament Alban Baglin on Wednesday deferred the second day of the 2024 budget debate until the Finance Minister, Keno Furiata, or his deputies appeared before the House. The Speaker's decision followed an argument by former Minority Leader Haruna Idrisu that the debate must not proceed because the Minister was absent. There was a counter-appeal from the Minority Leader, Dr. Atoforsen, for the debate to proceed. Proceed to the budget debate now. We'll start with statements until we see evidence from the political leadership of the ministry present in the House. Then we can go to the budget debate. So let's handle statements now. We need them to be available to note 
the submissions of members, take them serious and make sure that they are factored into the management of our economy, particularly the implementation of the 2024 budget. So please, since we have some two statements available, we could take that now. We have the whole day to handle the budget. We will still, if we get time, also take questions. So, Honorable Dafiyahu, don't lose hope. You may be here today asking your questions. That was the speaker's decision after he heard the argument of uh, the former minority leader and the minority leader. Let's now get on to Zoom and speak to Dr. Rashid Rahman of the African Center for Parliamentary Affairs. Thank you so much for your time, Doc. I mean, what do you make of this? Do we really need the finance minister to be there? He's done his work. He's presented uh, the budget statement to the House. Now, the House has the responsibility to debate and approve or otherwise uh, the, the financial statement. Does he need to be there or do his deputies need to be there at all? Perhaps, perhaps uh, uh, absence of the minister might not be a big issue, but we are in abnormal times. Our country is currently going through very serious um, challenges. And I would have thought that, I mean, this is a budget that is supposed to give, I mean, most of us and our compatriots some relief. And uh, if there is any period during which uh, the Minister of Finance and his deputies have to be in Parliament, uh, this is this is that period. Um, so um, I, I, I mean, it's very difficult to understand. Um, I don't know what. Well, of, uh, well, difficult uh, circumstances mm, mm. Uh, taking the minister away. Mm. But I would have thought that, I mean, whatever it is, perhaps maybe some scheduling would have to be done in such a way that, you know, uh, the minister uh, is in the house because uh, there is some compar comparison that has been made with, uh, for instance, many years ago when. Uh, Honorable Bowery was was uh, Minister for Finance. Uh, during this period of uh, debate on the budget, he would sit in the house and take notes and uh, and respond appropriately. Um, so I think that that's the context. Mm. And uh, and I I mean beyond that beyond that, um, I think there's yesterday we we saw in the house, you know how the house was virtually. Empty. I mean, during a period like this, I mean, it beats it beats my imagination. Right, Doc. I mean, so, I, I mean, just not to not to cut you short, but just by way of information, we are told that the finance minister is out of the country. Um, we know where we are with trying to get uh, the second tranche of our IMF um, support, and so he is in negotiations um, outside the country. That's equally important, citing. Um, what you just spoke about, the current state of our economy and the need for all these interventions. Mm. Also, uh, much later, though, we, we, we were told that the numbers picked up. I, I, I agree that the numbers initially were, were quite terrible to report on. So the question mm. here is, this is more of a moral argument, isn't it? Because the, 
minister didn't necessarily breach any standing orders of the house. No, no, really, I mean, the minister didn't breach any standing orders. I think it's more of, uh, you know, looking up, looking at our context and looking at uh, what we are dealing with as a country. Mm. And so, yes, I think that that is where, I mean, the argument is. And, I mean, these budget discussions, I mean, the timing of the presentation of the budget and all the discussions that follow are things that were programmed, um, you know, ahead of time. And I believe that the, the minister and his team were part of, um, you know, selecting this, this, uh, this period. So whatever it is, I think, like you said, it's not a legal argument. I think it's more of, not even moral, but an argument that is um, tied to the kind of extenuating circumstances that our country uh, is dealing with at the moment, which requires that, you know, we get all the answers, Parliament gets all the answers, all the clarifications and so on. Uh, and I think um, it's the minister and his team that, that can provide uh, these answers. Right. Uh, well, much later, though, we, we know that the debate resumed. Um, the day before, um, his, one of his deputies was in the House. And, and, and so something, this is much to do about nothing. I mean... The argument is the minister has done his job. You have to do your job of scrutinizing the document and approving it or not. Well, I mean, yes, uh, not, not necessarily much to do about nothing. Because uh, the budget is a very important, if not the most important policy document of the government and the most important policy of every country. And I believe that, um, you know, in, in, in dealing with the budget, as well as other uh, documents before the House. Uh, the availability of information, the transparency of information are all critical. And members of Parliament ask questions, and those questions need to be answered. And I believe that uh, that's where the presence uh, and the availability of the minister and his team would have made, would have made a big difference. Mm. So well, that we don't, get, we don't get into the realm of speculation we don't get into the realm of, you know, people interpreting and giving meaning to things uh, really that that are not, um, you know, sometimes we can we can overblow things in our country. Um, I mean, somebody could take. Uh, don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Uh, an issue uh, that is uh, really not relevant, and because all the answers have not been provided, then you know the debate begins to take a different turn. So that is why you know it's important not only for the minister. I think uh, once we are we are uh, questioning the absence of the minister. Most importantly for me, what is more important is the seriousness of the members themselves to show up on time. I mean, and not, you know, to get a situation where, like you were saying, the numbers picked up. No, I mean, the numbers have to have to be present at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, when uh, this process is beginning. Right. And um, on the issue of absenteeism, I mean, you have been speaking over the years about this. Organizations like Odikru have come up with reports talking about absenteeism in parliament. And um, it still seems to be a problem. We're going into an election year. We're likely going to see the House getting, you know, very fewer numbers represented because people will now begin to focus on uh, either getting re-elected or helping their party win the general elections and all that. What's, what's your... Do you harbor any um, any fears about what the what Parliament is going to look like in the coming days? On the issue of absenteeism, I think Parliament has lost it uh, because I have said over and over uh, we have taken uh, an approach which, over the years, I mean, not only I think beginning from about the fifth Parliament up to this time, speaker after speaker. Uh, and then eventually we saw in the eighth parliament, I mean this parliament, when uh, a number of MPs were sent to the privileges committee and so on um, for breaching that uh, provision of their standing orders. But I mean, when we sum it up all, uh, it looks like uh, the approach uh, in dealing with this legally uh, has failed. And I have said that maybe. We might need to rethink this and perhaps take uh, the approach that some countries, a realistic approach, some countries have taken uh, in the Scandinavia and other places where, you know, they, they, I mean, they hit you where it, it bites most. That is, you know, you are absent, you lose some of your, your, uh, your financial entitlements. That is, if you are absent without, without, uh, I mean, having gone through the right processes that um, that Parliament has, has has laid down, because you know I would just I mean not imagine a situation where in this Parliament or in any future Parliament where members can come together and say we are expelling our own. Uh, so really, this I mean issue has to be looked at I mean very very carefully. Uh, I know. Uh, when some of us say this, because I remember this, I mean, matter of uh, financial kind of uh, uh, sanctions and so on, uh, some members disagree with that. Uh, uh, and I have had instances when I've gotten into discussions with members of parliament for saying uh, something like this. But, you know, you need to show up and, uh, and do your job. And uh, if you don't, I think we need to find a way uh, to make sure that you know some sanctions are meted out. Otherwise, uh, 
uh, this is going to get only get serious, particularly like rightly said. I mean, with elections coming, uh, until parliament is dissolved, members of parliament have to show up and do their job because they are taking salary for all this time until right. they are no longer members of parliament. Doc, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your thoughts. Dr. Rashid Draman is with the African Center for Parliamentary Affairs, and we've been talking about the absence of the finance minister and um, his deputies in parliament, which led to the speaker deferring um, the, the second day of the debate until uh, we had a deputy representing uh, and, and later the, the, the debate was resumed. But still in parliament, uh, the speaker again has summoned the ministers for national security and interior to appear before the defense and interior committee of parliament today. He wants them to brief the committee on actions being taken by government to forestall a clash between the Mo and Wangara ethnic groups in the Kentampo North Municipality. Minister for National Security, the Minister for the uh, Interior, as the first authorities to come to this house to brief the Committee on Defense and Interior. This is an urgent matter that should be handled with dispatch. I think tomorrow should be okay for the two ministers and their commanders to appear before the committee early tomorrow morning by 9 a.m. to brief the committee. It's an urgent matter. The National Security Council, through their regional office, should immediately intervene because the chieftaincy institution is one of the cornerstones of the peace and security of our country. And we hold that institution dearly. And we should do everything to prevent that institution from falling into disarray. But this, I think, is a simple matter. The president of the Wangara community is the president of the Wangara community in Ghana. That is what the statement says. Not just in the Kintampo traditional era, in Ghana. And so they have a festival, which is an annual festival they celebrate called Kulubi Festival within the period. The paramount chief of Mu, and we know how key the Mu tribe is in Ghana, even though a lot of them are rather in Cote d'Ivoire. It's a very important tribe. The paramount chief of the Mu and the president of the Mu traditional council is deciding to perform some rituals. That one is not an annual festival because that festival is the Benkadi, the Benkadi Kurubi Festival. And there's a period for celebration, but it's just to perform some rituals. It's a belief that if that is done, 
some sprays could intervene to try to prevent accidents and other criminal activities within the area. So they don't have the same, uh, to me, import. is your election headquarters and as you may be aware we are fast approaching 2024 and the season is heating up but what's the right time to choose a running mate a year or some months to an election this question has become paramount because former president john Dramani mahama says the ndc will choose its running mate for the next election in 2024 this is in response to calls from some traditional authorities in the Sunafun South area for him to consider their MP, Eric Opuku, for the position. Already, the Queen Mother of the Bono Traditional Council made similar calls for a Bono native to be chosen for that role. Well, Mr. Muhammad, one of his public engagements in the Ahafu region said the party is looking forward to taking that decision next year. said... Senior Amamresi Dahono, Yamanyo Kodoso, a quiet at Dahua, Yedi Yenipa, a Genebia, Yadi Nipano Beto, a presidential candidate, and a national executive, and a council of elders, Yena and Yadi Tibum, Na Yi Nipa, a friend, a running mate. Na Saju Mediano, and Yafi Nibeno, Afia Eba. Ena yebe yisa ni pano. Enti emrenu druwa mo demu kwa sumbomba yeye. Na mo kwa sumbomba yeye. Niasi nyabi niasi hene. Enti yebe hani anjambe yeye. Me well, basically saying that the party has a time uh, when it makes these decisions. And once that decision is made, the person will be up outdoor. He ended by uh, asking that, you know, they should look up to God and see what, what God will do or see what the Lord will do. Uh, we've been joined by political scientist Dr. Sasante uh, for more on this. Good morning for your time once again, Doc. Uh, the lobbying has started, even on the other side of the New Patriotic Party. Uh, when you get onto social media, people who who love the party, who support the party, have begun putting up pictures, one or two here, throwing their support behind certain personalities. Um, we've got just about a year to, to the December 7 elections in 2024. Uh, would you say that it is the right time to, to let the people know who the running mates of these flag bearers are? Is it even relevant at all? Hello? Hi, Doc. Yeah, Benny. Right. Did you hear my question, please? No. Um, no, I was asking. I, I was just basically talking about the fact that the lobbying has started. Even on social media, we see people putting up photos of certain personalities, especially in the NPP. Uh, you know, they believe that they would be a, a good option for running mates for the party. But I'm asking, we've just got barely a year, I mean, just about a year, to, to the December 7 elections in 2024. 
Would you say it is even relevant to start having that conversation now? It is relevant because you want to see the whole team put together and campaign the cause of campaign uh, to win the election. So people are interested so that they know uh, what is it that is in store for them. Right. Um, Doc, I mean, previously people had actually suggested that we know running mates before um, we even select who a flag bearer should be because they believe that it is so critical and important um, that if we know who you are pairing with, it may or may not influence whether people will choose you or not. But once they choose you and then you make a, a, a decision... Well, they can't have much a say about that. There are others who've actually gone beyond the running mate to suggest that we, we actually should know who your key ministers will be before a major election, because all those influence our outlook on, on what your agenda and vision is and whether you'll be able to execute it as you say. I think all these questions are legitimate, but if you ask me from my point of view, some of them are unnecessary that you want to know who the ministers will be, you want to know um, the, 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 the running mate before even the flag bearer is selected, these are unnecessary. Uh, they are just overstretching matters. But it's important to state here and now that, yes, the running mate factor is critical for a number of reasons. But you want to know who will pair with the president if uh, that individual wins the election to become the president. You want to know. Mm. How popular is he? How competent is he? Does he have what it takes to rub shoulders with anybody who emerged victorious as a, also running mate from other political parties? Mm. And above all, you want somebody who could step into the shoes of the president in case we don't have the president anymore. Right. So these are some of the considerations. And uh, once you are talking about the vice president, you are talking about what? the second highest office of the land. And so obviously, people will begin to just look for positions and all that. It's normal. But uh, these things are selected based on a certain uh, tactical consideration. You don't want to go and pick the candidate from a place that uh, your party is not popular. You are just wasting your time. You are not going to achieve anything. So you always uh, play around your strongholds and swing areas. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Uh, to make impressions, mm. even though we have not seen any scientific study on what uh, votes do, uh, you know, running mate bring to the table, uh, but we are also aware uh, that uh, it's a very important factor in deciding uh, who people 
vote for during election. So right. This uh, discussion is critical at this time. So there, there are some who say in, in making a defense for Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, when anyone raises the argument about his involvement in this government and how um, this government has not lived up to expectation and that it may affect him, well, they say he's not the captain of the ship. They say that he doesn't have the ultimate responsibility. Does that not then suggest that, I mean, it, it may not necessarily be that these running mates are very influential, apart from the fact that when the president is not available or if something happens, unfortunately, like it happened with former President Mills, the president will have to be the president. Do we see vice presidents being given enough opportunity to make decisions within the government structure? There are some who have even suggested that this vice president has been sidelined by his own government. Um, I have no knowledge as to whether he's been sidelined or not because I'm not part of uh, the party and uh, I don't know what goes on. Mm. But what I know is that before Akar's incident with Rawlings, the vice president position was very powerful. He had a lot of functions until uh, that defense came and then they amended and reduced the vice president position considerably. Uh, uh, From that time onward, the vice president position has uh, been reduced. Uh, if you look at uh, vice president position all over the world, uh, the vice president takes instructions from the president. Um, but with the reduction of the vice president position, his powers have come down so drastically. But uh, there is nothing wrong with the president saying that I'm going to give you a lot of work to do so as to uh, tap what is under your sleeves and make my government better. Mm. That is what we saw under Ecuador. Who, uh, give all information about the vice president, about his competence and the rest of them. So one would have thought that given all that he has said about him and all that, we are going to see much in terms of economic improvement and all that. Mm. The story of the economy today is too uh, open for all of us to see, so I don't want to belabor the point. Uh, so those who are arguing that we don't even need that, he can be his own man and the rest of them, they are legitimate questions. But we need a vice president. We need, in other words, we need a running mate who, when his party wins the election, will become the, mm. the, the vice president. Mm. And we can tax that person to do a lot of work. Uh, this vice president that we have, um, in spite of all the noise he made about the economy and all that, and given the fact that we are where we are in terms of our economic, uh, you know, forward march, then there is more questions for there are more questions for him to answer on the day of war campaign and the rest of them. But that is not to suggest that we don't need a vice president. We right. need a vice president for very good reasons, which I have already alluded to. Mm. You, 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 you made a point about what influences a party's decision on where running mate should be, talking about where their stronghold is, um, what they're likely to get from that person's home region. Um, I've seen, for example, on social media, people advocating... Um, a certain personality in the NPP because they believe he's a strong Ashanti, he has links to Menshia, and he can garner votes within the Ashanti region to complement um, what they believe Dr. Balmia will bring on the table. But do you think that we should still be playing up the gender card here? Um, we know last year the NDC went with uh, the choice of a female as a running mate. Should these two parties be really considering that at this point? 
Why do you think we don't need women? <laughs> I would have loved to see even women in all positions. Men have taken charge for a very long time. If we should have all women as well, why not? It brings the best. Women can contribute their quota effectively towards the development of this country. If you, anybody doesn't know that, uh, about that, that is his or her own problem. But I believe women are equally competent and even more competent than some men and the rest of it. It's natural. So uh, I want to see more women um, into positions of authority. But these things, it's not just gender per se. There are mm. a lot of factors that go into it. So beyond gender, there are other factors. You can go and be a male or female. But if the person is not competent, of course, you are wasting your own time. If the person is not popular, just for gender sake, no, it will not bring you anything. So this position, you consider based on a number of good reasons and for tactical reasons. Once you bring the person, you know that at least you are going to, you are sure of certain success in certain areas of political life. Mm. And that is the strategy. So the gender can fine, uh, but other considerations are also important. If you weigh all of them, you'll be able to know the right candidate to put out. At the end of the day, all that we want is a human being who will be able to deliver the public good. Doc, finally, I mean, you are a political scientist. You work within this space. Are there any names that have come to your attention from both sides? Um, you know, whether it is through what people are saying publicly, um, anything you'd like to say about that before we wrap up? Oh, yes. People have mentioned names like Professor Jim uh, Nana Pukwajamfong. Pukwajaman. Pukwajaman, sorry. Um, we have heard names like um, uh, Mr... Uh, Deborah, we have had names like Kojo uh, Poku and the rest of them. Uh, they are all competent, but I believe that uh, some of these, we can say a number of them. We can say things about them, they, how good they are, but the real decision lies with uh, the party and then the, 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 the flag bearer uh, when they put their heads together and based on their research findings about who is suitable for this question. Remember, this election is not just done for the sake of it. They go through, they go to the field, take data, talk to people, and then they do all their analysis and presentation. So the one who is fit for the job is the one they select. I will support anybody who will be able to deliver the goods in any political party. But at the end of the day, we want that person when he takes over. He will be uh, a good addition to the party's choice. That is the way to go. I appreciate your time this morning. That's Dr. Kwame Asasante. He's a political scientist with the University of Ghana, Lagon. This is your election headquarters. Stay with us. Uh, we will be bringing you more on elections as uh, the season uh, gets heated up uh, ahead of the 2024 elections. Away from the elections, draw news checks have revealed 95.4 million Ghana cities was paid for the upgrade of the Shidiem Kenyasi Road in the Ahafu region last year. Newmont Ghana Gold Limited made the payment following a collaborative agreement with the Ministry of Roads and Highways for the road to be fixed. It's among a list of poor roads in that area that led to the shedding of tears by the Gosumanhini when former President John Mahama visited his palace. 
Nanaya Ojima, who followed the Building Ghana tour to the Hafu region, put the spotlight on that road. The letter cited by Joy News is in response to an invitation by the Kenyansi community to the mining firm operating in its catchment to answer questions on the road. According to the letter, Newmont Gold on July 18, 2022, entered into an agreement for 70.3 million cities to fund construction of the 8.2-kilometer road with Kofijob Construction Limited as contractor. It further stated that the mining company subsequently fulfilled its obligation. But the worsening economic condition in 2022 and the depreciation of the city led to an upward adjustment of the contract sum at the cost of $1 million per kilometer. Works stored as reiterated by the Kenya's traditional council. <laughs> A trip of the John Mahama convoy to Kenyasi through Shidim was bumpy and dusty. It took much tact for the drivers who were new to the road to navigate their way through the pothole-riddled terrain despite riding in land cruises. It currently remains unclear where money paid for the construction is certain. Former Minister for the Region, Eric Opoku, attempts an answer. At a town hall meeting, the former president, who was distraught by stories heard, assured the necessary moves will be taken to get the contractor to site when elected. Earlier, some sub-chiefs of the Gosomahene, Nana Kwesibusumprade I, prevented the public from seeing the tears of the traditional ruler when John Mahama paid a courtesy call to his palace. Omaina. Mede Enije, 7th January 2017. I said, 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 I
Mamdo mufi diego form. Enfia mi ansa. Ekwanya yeba be guswani yeja atuho. Enfia mi ansa be bana kwana yedeng. Ena yamshe gosso tu te pa kwai. Yamshe kanya situ hidiem tu kanya se kwai. Yamshe gamia na mwana metu tu doma kwenu. Bedi akukradi ene bobo. Sa kwai ni na sa se. Ntu obroni se sa kwai ano sikana ashen hu kosa. At Gosso, construction of a dual carriage road has halted for unknown reasons. The contractor, after the construction of drains and other civil works, has abandoned the site, leaving some equipment behind. This has become a worry to many, including these dressmakers along the dusty road. And I won't say your water so. Penny be baha, near my water so. In footro, you say I ain't mean Pama dear white too. In footro, you near the Adessa and the high. Your dogs will change you. More nigh, I hear. Oh, bow a penny footro through Muba. We see a letter waiting, a letter waiting. Ebi wa allergic to dust in Tisabasa na kata ebi wa smanzomu sanji se momu tinefie kope mzebe kwa ansana omasamba. The Gosu Palace, situated along the road, has its first share of the dust pollution. Futronti, mabosu mnye na yabjani efra yufia. Ene, muti se mikasa mitirim. Eya, nibri se mfutro na mami ti. Miya nyayadie, ewo tiri hon. Ending his tour of the region, John Mahama assured the roads will be of concern to his government when successful in the election. Enti nyame adom ye bampo ni etimi anye hwe ni esiesie mo akwa nyina amamo a em se eyade a ye ni beso for joinings na me ojima half region that's the Naya Ojima there, here in our studios in Kokoblemli. I'm Bernice Abubedulan. So coming up shortly in business, government has been advised to prudently allocate resources to reduce waste in the 2024 budget. we got details of that to stay.
driving a taxi in Accra is like watching DSTV. The drama is the Uber Last time, my passenger cried in my car, sir. Hey, she be watching her papa. DSTV is the Uber you. Another one. My child gets so many gifts, and that definitely includes the best of Christmas cartoons. Plus, it keeps her occupied whilst I get things done. We watch the Premier League on Super Sports, like we are in a stadium. Rashford was in an offside position, but he wasn't interfering with play. And Bruno's call. This Christmas, dear, entertainment galore on DSTV. The contents just go over you. Dial star 759 hash to reconnect or stay connected now. A nation that honors its heroes is worth dying for. After months of rigorous contests for recognition in the regions and districts, the maiden edition of the Ghana Health Service Excellence Awards 2023, the grand finale comes off at the Grand Arena, Accra International Conference Center. Join us, celebrate, and honor our hardworking health professionals. Date, November 29, 2023. Our special guest of honor, Her Excellency, Mrs. Rebecca Akufuado, First Lady, Republic of Ghana. From 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., there'll be an exhibition, free health screening, blood donation, and public lectures. 6 p.m., arrival in style. And at 7 p.m., the main awards event begins. For sponsorship, contact 0244-125-314 or 0543 726-406 Ghana Health Service Excellence Awards Celebrating our heroes Our lifeline Prepare for an exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades, this fair is your destination for all things housing. Encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors. Engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plant City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to Own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough. Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual InfoSec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. Alphabet City. The ABC of Home Sweet Home, St. Gobain Weber, Jiprock, Prorock, Placo, Isover, making the world a better home. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited.
Hi, welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao. Government has been advised to prudently allocate resources to reduce wastage in the 2024 budget. According to Chief Executive of Delex Finance, Ken Thompson, government has failed in managing the economy and the only way to ensure proper utilization of resources going forward is to intensify advocacy. He spoke at the top business leaders meeting organized by BNFT. The Minister for Finance presented the budget statement and economic policy for the 2024 financial year to Parliament on 15th November 2023. The budget statement was under the theme, Pursuing Growth and Development Within a Stable Macroeconomic Environment. However, financial analyst Ken Thompson has described the budget as an overestimation of what the country can spend. We should only spend what we can afford. I mean, we are increasing expenditure from 176, I think 176 billion to about 200 billion. Uh, the government is increasing uh, salary for public service workers by 23%. Um, come on. Come on. Which, which country has become successful when public sector employees are paid more than the private sector? The government has shown itself incapable of locating resources, taking any sector, health, transport, education, life manufacturing, just name it. All governments over time have shown that they are incapable of utilizing the resources they are given and all the money that has put in there has gone to waste. Compare financial services, compare all those industries to those in the private sector. So um, we need to uh, advocate for uh, the government to uh, implement measures that support the, 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 the system. But they're not going to do it because we ask them to do it. They're going to do it because we push, we talk about, we advocate for it, we fight for our children. That's when it's going to happen. The Business and Financial Times organized the top business leaders meeting, which saw some business leaders spanning various industries. Chief Executive Officer of BNFT, Dr. Godwin Akwe, explained the rationale behind the event. When you look at the Western world, the business community is that which, you know, shapes government policy and ensures that the government does what it's supposed to do. Um, in Ghana, I don't think um, we take the business community very seriously. So we came by this, you know, critical mass of business leaders, come together, sit, and deliberate on issues that we think Next year, that's 2024, it will help impact on business positively. The top business leaders meeting was under the theme Economic and Business Outlook 2024, Perspectives from Business Leaders. Now, the agric sector will soon experience digital transformation through the Planting for Food and Jobs program, Phase 2. Speaking at this year's Rice Festival held in Accra, Deputy Minister of Food and Agriculture, Yao Frimpong Ado, disclosed that the registration of farmers onto the PFJ2 digital platform will commence on the 1st of December. This, he says, will help effectively manage and market crops. In Ghana, the use of mechanized systems of land preparation and farm activities have gained prominence, which has resulted in reduced drudgery and removed some bottlenecks in agricultural value chain. However, the incorporation of digital platforms to monitor farms have seen a slow adoption process. But the Ministry of Food and Agriculture says the planting for food and jobs phase two will change the narrative. Yao Frempon Ado is Deputy Minister. The program seeks to shift from direct input subsidy 
to a smart agricultural input credit system linked to structural market arrangements. The registration of farmers to commence the beginning of the PFJ2 will be launched, uh, will start from 1st December and it will be launched in Takwa during the celebration of this year's Farmers Day. Because it's upon the registration that your farm, your beautiful five-acre farm, will be captured on the platform. And at that point, you are going to get every input that you require to keep your farm in shape for you to become a commercial farmer from that day. So once your farm is captured, Nana, everything that you do on the farm is known by the district officers, the regional officers, and at the national level. So we know when your farm is doing well or when your farm is failing, so that you can, you can be assured of your output. And after the deductions, you'll be laughing all the way to the bank. Meanwhile, the Ghana Rice Interprofessional Body is calling on government to develop the inland values to promote rice farming in Ghana. President of GRIP, Nana Ejei Aya II, believes this will double production and increase job opportunities. We, the farmers, or the actors in the rice industry, realized that it's a big industry, a huge one, that if well organized, um, like I said earlier on, we're going to create a lot of jobs. And we are, honestly speaking, sick and tired of doing the media, talking every day, every day, every year. We come around and talk and nothing happens. This time, we are very specific. We are asking government to develop the inland valleys. The inland valleys is producing over 300,000 metric tons a year. If you develop the inland valleys to produce twice in a year with double production, that is why it is important we have this rice festival and for us to be able to let the whole world or the whole Ghana know that the rice industry is lacking and we need a push to get it to the top. 65% of rice consumed in Ghana is imported. Hence, increased investments in the sector will revolutionize the sector. And that's all for business. Back to you, Bernice. Thank you so much, Daryl. And that will be it for this edition of News Desk. Thanks for joining us. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. Also, we are very interactive on social media. Join News. On TV is our name, on Facebook, Instagram, and X. Do stay with us. We are your most credible news source. Much later at 12, I'll be back with the news.